my wonderful friend. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It's very special when you can take some time, put some time aside for the most important things in life. And I believe to know God, it's a very important thing. Particularly in these days, we live uh, uncertainty, uh, lots of uh, things going on in this world. How wonderful it is to uh, to just take some intentional time to listen, to hear uh, what God has to say to us all. And uh, on this program, we always love to have you with us. We love to have you part of the program. And I'm inviting you right now to jot down this number because you can send us a text message with your thoughts, maybe a question, um, just a comment uh, in regard to the program and the topic which we are going to discuss soon. And the number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. On the same number, I will give you a wonderful book which we have prepared for you today. It's our free offer for today. We'll come to that a bit later, but yeah, just jot down that number zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. It's my privilege to welcome David Lima in the studio with me today for the whole hour. We are going to approach a wonderful topic, uh, how can I live a forgiving life? David, mm. welcome to the program. Thanks so much, Nick. It's wonderful to be with you. And uh, David, um, we looked into um, to the theme of uh, a radical forgiveness in an unforgiving world. Yes. For the whole week, you know, we try to ask some questions there to find some answers. I mean, we dealt with the questions like, does prayer work? Uh, for example, many people may say, oh, I pray so many times and still, you know, I haven't got an answer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes it uh, depends how you approach prayer. Exactly. That's why it's it's good to know what the Bible has to say about mm. prayer, you know, and learn some, you know, even the disciples, those most closest to Jesus, they asked Jesus, please teach us how yes. to pray. Yes. I think that was a wonderful um, uh, topic and uh, Joseph and Will, they, they um, talked about that also. And uh, the other question we asked was uh, uh, ra- radical forgiveness. What's that? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's that radical? Because we, you know, we can associate uh, this word radical with some negative things, you yes. know? Uh, lots of people are radical uh, <laughs> in this life, yeah? But we, it really means root truth. Mm, that's very good. I like how you put it, you know? Mm. Uh, but sometimes we need to be radical yes. if we like to see a change in our life. Mm. And um, that question was also asked and dealt with um, by Pastor uh, Gary Hodgkin mm. and uh, Eric. And by the way, if you miss some of these programs, uh, you can always go back and listen and um, hear what they had to say, you know, uh, and how, uh, what was the discussion in regard to these questions. And it's very easy to do that if you have um, our app, Faith FM Australia. And if you don't, you know, just uh, go on your app store and download that free app, uh, Faith FM Australia. Make sure that you say Australia because otherwise it may take you to another one. Or otherwise you can just go on our website, faithfm.com.au and um, you have um, uh, 
also options there to listen back to the previous programs, listen um, on demand. Another question, David, uh, we talked about um, should I forgive persistent offenders? Mm. You may think of uh, particularly one example in the Bible. Uh, do you know who, who was worried about this thing? How how much should I forgive? Uh, yes, well, the disciples asked Jesus uh, yeah? how many times, up to seven times. Yeah, and that was Peter, actually, it was, was it? Yeah, Peter, yeah. Peter asked that question, you know, say, oh, Lord, I mean, how much, you know, how many mm. times yes. should I uh, forgive my uh, offender? Mm. And uh, Jesus had a very important answer there, and we may touch on that uh, probably. But yeah, during that uh, program also, this question was uh, addressed. And does radical forgiveness negate accountability? Mm -hmm. I think that was a wonderful question and very important Mm -hmm. because uh, accountability today, it's very important. And uh, we can even can see a little bit of movements in this world where people are not really accountable for what they're doing. You know, they take decisions and they don't care about anything Mm -hmm. else. You know, it's good when you're accountable. And most of all, if you are a Christian, um, how important is to allow God, you know, to, (laughs) to keep you in, uh, Mm -hmm. in, in, in the shape, in shape, you know, uh, but yet, today, David, we are going to look a little bit more into this question. How can I live? A forgiving life. Yes, it's a very important question, Nick. And, you know, forgiveness is the most powerful force in the universe. Mm. Uh, the whole gospel message, the good news of Jesus, is that God, our Heavenly Father, loves us and he wants to forgive us. Mm. But he's not going to just turn a blind eye either. He's going to deal with sin mm. because a debt is owed and a debt must be paid. I right. can't pay the debt. You can't pay the debt. So thank God that he sent Jesus. And Jesus extends the Father's forgiveness by paying the price of Mm. sin by dying on the cross. And immediately that flows to others. So Jesus prayed for those who were killing him, saying, Father, forgive them. Yes. And he offered to the one of the two thieves who were crucified next to him, he offered that forgiveness and said, Today you'll be with me in paradise. So he was winning salvation and offering forgiveness. Uh, the love of God and the justice of God come together at the cross. Mm-hmm. It's such a wonderful force. It's changed my life. It's changed yours. Mm. My prayer is that it will change every one of the listeners. If they're in Christ today, may they be strengthened in the faith. And if they're yet to receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, now is the time. Absolutely right, David. Uh, and um, if you haven't heard David yet, uh, you know, you probably you are a new listener to our uh, program. Uh, I would like to just mention that um, David is a very passionate, uh, you know, uh, servant of Jesus Christ. And David is the director of Family Voice Australia. He likes to see the value of family being uh, restored. Yes. And um, he works tirelessly, uh, you know, to, um, to represent the values of families and uh, lobby for that in uh, various circles. David travels a lot, uh, visit different uh, groups, churches, schools, and, uh, and also try to, to maybe hold accountable some of our leaders too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've just come from the state parliament where I, dropped off some letters Mm -hmm. because we've only just learned this week who are the new members of the South Australian Upper House. Right. uh, Because it's taken um, four weeks or more to do (laughs) finalise the counting. So we had to wait. But I have written to them just today 
urging them to adopt family-friendly working hours because sometimes they go into one or two or three or four o'clock in the morning. It's just ridiculous to be yeah. legislating on sometimes life and death issues at such a late hour. Yes. So that's just a little way in which uh, we're, we're serving the Lord. And it's very good that you, you approach that because, you know, uh Particularly, and I, I don't want to be judgmental mm-hmm. uh, by all means, you know, mm-hmm. about uh, our leaders and politicians. But, you know, sometimes intentionally they put in, uh, you know, um, various times and to be able to take decisions uh, mm-hmm. differently. Yeah. You know, I, as I said, I don't want to speculate no, here. They, but uh, they should be setting an example, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and look at the values, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're right. I mean, David, uh, just even before we continue, you know, because mm-hmm. I would like to give us a, a picture in some current events. If yes. you if you came across you know uh, later mm. be- before we going a little bit more into the mm. subject, but mm. I wonder if we could pray yes. right from the beginning. It's such an important uh, topic for the whole week. But mm. today, you know, it's very important because that addresses me and you, yes. you know, as, at a personal level. Mm. Uh, should we just bow uh, yes. in prayer yes. and ask God to to lead us? Yes. So, Father, we give thanks for this opportunity as we reach out with your love and extend your forgiveness to all of our listeners. We thank you for your gift of forgiveness, and we do pray that those who are in Christ as they listen will be strengthened in their faith, and other listeners who are yet to make that personal commitment to Jesus to receive him as Savior and Lord, to have Christ in you, the hope Mm. of glory, as the Scripture puts it, that they would respond in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for that, uh, David. When we talk about forgiveness and in the Bible, you know, when when I look into the Bible, I can see many times, you know, uh, the um, delicate um, part of the family or member of the family, you know, the ladies mm-hmm. uh, dealing with this, with the forgiveness, you know, yes. and even experience uh, the forgiveness of uh, G- Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just thinking of Mary Magdalene, for example, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and there are many other um, characters in the Bible which... Uh, um, dealt with this aspect of yes. forgiveness. And I was just looking at, um, you know, browsing on the internet and came across uh, this uh, lady, uh, Jackie uh, Candley, I think it's her name, uh, if I pronounce it correctly. But yeah, she's a speaker and author and um, an expert um, on this uh, topic of forgiveness and particularly herself coming from an abusive background and from a family deemed by a counselor as uh, one of the top 10 most dysfunctional in America. You know, waiting to to break the family cycle of drugs alcohol suicide um in, in this case the results of unforgiveness mm-hmm. she developed a forgiving a lifestyle and encouraged others to yes. do the same and she wrote uh, on this aspect and if you like to just maybe uh, google on that and learn about uh, a little bit more about her because i like to mention a few things as we go probably uh, today i mean she also believes many christians uh, live in defeat they are not victorious mm. just because of this aspect of opening up and maybe let it go. Yes. Forgive and even accept forgiveness. Yeah, not knowing uh, that forgiveness truly is confusing our responsibility with something only God can do. This is right now. God excels in forgiveness. He's slow to anger and abounding in love and he's quick to forgive. 
So if that characterizes God, then that mm. really ought to characterize the whole cosmos. Yeah. Uh, it's a principle. When we learn to forgive each other, we have a future. Yeah. And if we refuse to forgive each other, there's no future. If God did not forgive you and me, Nick, he would just destroy us. So why make us in the first place? Yeah. So he made us knowing that he would not only wonderfully make us, but he'd have to wonderfully redeem us. Yes. Re- redeem meaning buy back. So he's got to buy back what he's made. Absolutely. <laughs> he's paying twice. Yeah. So, and that's done through Jesus dying for our sins to pay the price for sin because the wages of sin or the price of sin is death. Mm. So uh, Jesus was able to pay that price because he was without sin. Yeah. Therefore, death could not hold him. Whereas if you and I were to pay the price for our sin, we'd be dead and we'd stay dead. Right. So wonderfully, we're resurrected, able to be resurrected in the fullness of time because we're in a a right state with God, in in friendship with God because of Jesus. So you see that forgiveness is the most powerful force in the universe. And the corollary to that, of course, is that unforgiveness is probably the most wicked force and the most damaging force in the universe. Mm. Because if if we don't forgive each other, we, we can't journey together. Right. That's why all these wars of history are going on, domestic violence, mm-hmm. and um, people just suing each other. In America, it's very strong, but it's come to Australia as well. There's yes. a culture of litigation. Yes. Uh, the only winners there are the lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we absolutely need to learn this wonderful principle of forgiveness, that because God has forgiven me, I can forgive others, mm. and therefore we can build a culture of forgiveness. Absolutely. And David, as you mentioned that, I mean, Jackie uh, Kendall also um, says this, that many people uh, think that the for, um, I mean, to forgive someone is to absolve them of the offense, mm-hmm. which is not true, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, we don't need to... Um, how to say, hunt for the mistakes or things like that and sued people, you know, because that's a different story. But actually, to forgive somebody, that doesn't mean that they are not uh, responsible for their uh, offense. Correct. And um, um, when uh, when it is really up to us to let it go mm. and go to the Father, mm. we can't let them... Um, of the hook uh, because uh, they are on uh, God's hook, <laughs> not ours, yeah. you know, and every one of us, we are responsible, you know, before the Lord, before yeah. God, for everything, what we do, uh, because he's the one who knows everything, even our thoughts and uh, uh, the things which are hidden. He knows everything and we were accountable to God. But as I said a bit earlier, David, I wonder if you could just maybe uh, Give us a little bit of a splashback for some of the things which you came across recently, like in, you know, in the um, maybe news stuff. And Yes, well, the, the hot news item this week and last week, I think, is the, uh, the Liberal candidate for Warringah in Sydney. She has strongly said that it is not right to have men who think that they are women competing in women's sport. And mm. uh, earlier um, in the piece, in fact, it was about halfway through last year, we we interviewed a, a man who for many years had been living as a woman. Uh, he, he's now become a Christian and he's, he's turned away from, from that mindset. But when mm-hmm. he was living as a woman, he would compete against women and he would just demoralize those women in, in the tennis tournaments. Right. Uh, because uh, even though he was twice their age, he was a much better and stronger and bigger player. And uh, he didn't realize at the time the terrible damage he was doing. Now, the, the candidate for uh, for Warringah there in Sydney, uh, 
Catherine Deves. She's she's been very strident in her remarks, mm-hmm. um, in the best sense, not wishing to offend, but just to make an appeal for common sense. And she has received death threats. She's had to move her family out of Sydney because she doesn't want to expose them to all the rubbish that she's having to put up with. Mm. Uh, this is exactly what goes on in a culture which doesn't have forgiveness uh, and which doesn't have respect one for another. And now I'm quite happy for people to have a vigorous public debate, but but death threats against this woman. Mm. Uh, so Prime Minister Morrison is standing by her and he is supporting what she's doing. I'd, we've been urging for the Prime Minister just in, in these last few days to make it coalition policy right. to introduce legislation that will prevent men who who think that they're women from competing in, in female sports. Mm. So we're yet to see that happening. Um, that's our prayer. So that's really the hot issue just of the week. But it goes to this whole question about forgiveness as well and and communities working in, in a harmonious way even when there are differences of opinion. Yeah, and I think that we, uh, this is important to bring it to the agenda uh, mm. uh, again and again because, mm. you see, we hear voices here and there, but those, um, let's say, people or agencies or whatever you want to call it who have a, an agenda or a plan um, they will systematically also try to uh, to encourage certain things you know and that's yes. why always it's good to hold people accountable yes. for what they do what they say what and particularly when it's about legislation mm. and when it's about affecting so many people this is not about only category of people or a group of people this is about the influence of certain aspects like you just shared in the whole society and uh, in the lives of people who may never thought in this way you know Mm -hmm. but when you put it on on the um, you know news and uh, agenda very often and then you may say okay it's a lost cause you know what should i say no actually i believe never it's a lost cause yes. we always we can say something mm-hmm. about uh, the the value particularly when we talk about family because this was another aspect of uh, um yeah uh, gender uh, in in the family, and when I heard those things that they are legislating things that um, you should not call, you know, uh, uh, by the gender um, nobody because then somebody may feel offended. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, I wonder, you know, how mm. can people come with uh, mm. such? Uh, well, we have such a individualistic culture now where mm. people are saying my rights, you know, my body, my feelings. Mm. Uh, you're offending me. You're offending my sensibilities. We're forgetting about the common good, and yet, really, law and community values are not so much about the individual, but the common good. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, uh, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ and A, and this is Nick Krita. Our co-host today is David Lima, the director of Family Voice Australia for South Australia and Northern Territory. David, you are uh, acting on this um, uh, part of the country and the world. Um, but it's good to have you with us in the studio. And my dear listener, if you want to be part of this program, I'll invite you to send us a text message with a thought or a question or a remark in regard to what we're talking about. Uh, today, we in particular, we, we ask this question, how can I live a forgiving a life? And it's under this theme which we ask few questions, a radical forgiveness in an unforgiving world. And please uh, don't hesitate to um, send us a text message with your thoughts on zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 
And we are also grateful to our sponsors, you know, who uh, support us and make this program uh, possible. And uh, Adventist World Radio, it's uh, one of our sponsors, and uh, we thank them for their support. And if you like to be part of this uh, ministry, uh, don't hesitate also to, first of all, pray for us. But if you want to support us, uh, we always will be grateful to to have some support from you. Now, uh, David... um, this lady, which I just mentioned uh, a little bit uh, earlier, um, uh, Kendall, she also talked about, uh, you know, breaking the cycle of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. And that happened ab- at different levels, David. That happened when just something comes up there and uh, upsets us and we just cannot move mm-hmm. from there. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to ask you uh, a question uh, um, here, David. Consin- considering the values, you know, which you support, uphold in the, in the ministry, you, lo- you are involved with, with the family. I mean, uh, what is the value of forgiveness in family? Yes, it's in two areas, of course, because ideally in the family we have marriage and we have the raising of children. And the only way to make marriage work is to forgive. It's as simple as that. Mm. Uh, it's become fashionable, unfortunately, these days for young couples to make up their own wedding vows. There's nothing wrong with that, but as long as as the wedding vows are, are grounded in, in reality. And that used to be the case traditionally when we would presuppose all the difficulties that life would throw at us. Mm. And so we'd promise to love in sickness and in health, uh, for richer, for poorer, uh, uh, and so on. So uh, rather strange things to speak of on the wedding day, but very real things the promise is to love i promise to love you in sickness and in health and it's easy to love people when they're lovely and it's Mm. easy to love people when everything's going well but when things start to go wrong then the, the the true value of our love is very much tested and we've got to learn quickly to forgive yeah the faster we forgive the faster we can rebuild, regroup and and move forward Mm -hmm. and the slower we are to forgive the more things will get worse and when there's unforgiveness in marriage everything goes wrong absolutely everything and uh, when however there is forgiveness and reconciliation then there's there's a hope to rebuild and the second area of course in the family is the raising of children and uh, all parents know that they have got to forgive their children Yes, and their, and their children have got to learn how to forgive each other, brothers yes. and sisters. Uh, but it starts with the parents setting an example. If parents never say to their children, "Look, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. I was I was too harsh. I was too too uh, angry, or whatever it was." Uh, when parents never say that, never model that, mm. how are the children going to learn? Mm. Because actions speak louder than words. On the other hand, when parents say, "Look, I'm sorry. Please forgive me." And the children say, yes, of course, uh, mother or father, of course I forgive you. Uh, There's restoration. Yes. So those children are being trained as agents of social transformation. They will go out to school to found their own families, into the workforce or wherever, and they'll be agents of social transformation because they've got it right at home. That's how powerful forgiveness is in the family. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, also what uh, Kendall uh, mentions, uh, Debbie, because as I um, pointed out a bit earlier, she came from a very dysfunctional uh, family and Mm. could probably as a child Mm. see all sorts of things going on Mm. in the family. And um, she's sharing that uh, she she was 
intentional and very vigilant uh, about not passing the seed of bitterness and unforgiveness down to her children uh, or leaving it out, um, uh, you know, in her marriage, yes, yes. as you just said, very important. You see here, a marriage is, it's, it's complex, mm-hmm. you know, with mm-hmm. the, particularly when the children are in the picture, you know, and we need to forgive. So our children, you know, our kids, they don't carry around our pain. Yeah. You know, that's very important too. Um, she also said, um, I'm also amazed at how many parents worry about their kids academic performance, whether they brush their teeth or their um, eating habits, yet they allow them to fight with each other and go to bed angry. And I heard about so many people, uh, David and parents saying, don't be a, a, you know, doormat or uh, don't let you be, you know, abuser, which, which in a way, yeah, it's a good thing. I mean, you try mm-hmm. to protect, but depends how you put it, yes, you know, yes. because I heard many parents encouraging their children mm-hmm. to be violent, yeah. to defend themselves, to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. be first in the, in the circle. Yes. There. And I believe this is very damaging, you know, particularly for the young, young uh, children. Um, uh, along with uh, her husband and the uh, ministry partner, uh, his name is Ken, uh, she said, and they raise their children to resolve conflict and live a lifestyle of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's wonderful. You know, it, it needs to be commended, you know, uh, by any parent mm-hmm. to, to do that. And also, I like to uh, say this, that um, the concept of forgiveness has also been um, lifeblood for the uh, for this family for Kendall uh, family and uh, they mentioned about here 36 years of uh, marriage to one another and she says uh, my husband and I live uh, what uh, Ruth Graham said years ago she shared some bit of her story uh, that uh, good marriage is compromise of two good forgivers uh, my background uh, prepared me uh, to be bitter, harsh, and sarcastic. She said, as I learned to forgive and let it go, we have developed a great marriage and a good relationship with our grown children. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful thing. And, uh, you know, the Bible supports this, you know, mm-hmm. to... Uh, to forgive each other and to um, to resolve uh, conflicts. David, just before we moving on, I would like to just uh, talk a little bit that book which we have prepared uh, today to give it out. It's our free offer, uh, and it's a wonderful book by uh, Julian uh, Melgosa, "Finding Calm in a Chaos of Life." What um, the Maybe timely book, uh, it's also for uh, today. If you aim for a joyful, balanced life and wish to have uh, total health, even in the imperfection of this world, follow Jesus, follow Jesus, uh, suggestion, remain in me and I will remain in you. This is in John 15.4. And um, uh, Julian, it's uh, underlying this. And I like to say this, Dr. Julian uh, Melgosa used biblical examples 
and personal illustration to demonstrate how essential it is that we partner with Christ in dealing with the um, all to human experience of depression, anger, guilt, stress, and all other things. Abiding in Jesus, being in intimate connection with Him is the way to foster spiritual growth, well-being, and happiness. This is a wonderful book, my dear friend. You just need to send us a text message uh, today with the code SA42. SA stands for South Australia, number 42, 42. No space in between them. And uh, we'll be very happy to organize this book um, to come to you. Our friend, friendly robot will ask you maybe a few questions. Let's just be patient with that. And uh, please don't um, put any space in between, not to confuse our uh, friendly robot. But uh, this book is yours, my dear friend. Send us a text message with SA42 at 048880811. I'm going also to take uh, a break here and have a song, uh, David, if I can. And then we'll come back to the question which we have for today. How can I live a forgiving life? But the song which I prepare for you is by Anna Baden, A Beating Heart. Just beats a heart You have always blessed But I've pushed you apart I've never had a test That I've passed My life was a mess From the start But you smile
Welcome back to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host David DeLima. Today talking about how can I live a forgiving life. Just uh, before we continue and maybe uh, just touch a little bit of what we talked before the break, I want to advertise something here. A wonderful program coming up, uh, Amazing Discoveries. Ancient Mysteries Reveal the Future with our friend, uh, Pastor Mark Wilson. Uh, this um, will take place in just a couple of weeks' time, starting on the 21st of May, uh, 3.30 in the afternoon. 3.30, it's a Saturday afternoon, and this will be down uh, in Victor Harbor, if you are uh, around that area, or you're planning to go for a drive to visit beautiful uh, spot there in Victor Harbor, South Australia. You like to hear Mark uh, Wilson talking about uh, some amazing things which he uh, also study about going to all those places in the Holy Land, you know, in Egypt. And uh, uh, the first session, it's about uh, on, on Egypt, actually. And then the second um, will be about Petra. And then uh, he's going to talk about the Dead Sea Scrolls, uh, Babylon, Israel, all those things. And if you like to uh, book your uh, free spot there, you can call Suzanne on 04138-53581 or you can ring uh, Mark himself on 04-00-640-130 and there are amazing programs to, to follow there. Please don't hesitate to go to these programs because you can only learn. You know, But David, um, uh, let's uh, come back to our uh, topic for uh, today. How can I live a forgiving life? Mm-hmm. Now, just before the break, we were talking about how important it is to practice yeah. this in family, yeah. in the family. And you, you share that, um, family is the nucleus, you know, yes. and as we even uh, quoted uh, this, uh, lady Jackie Candle and she shared her own experience you know uh, how came from a dysfunctional family and so on and so forth and she intentionally took this decision you know to be an example for the children Mm -hmm. and to teach the children how to be respectful and responsible uh, and not to encourage of any sort of uh, misbehavior you Mm -hmm. know anything uh, like to point out uh, for the things which you already shared with us before the break Yes, well, love and forgiveness really go hand in hand and uh, it's wonderful that we can forgive because we love and the reason that we love is because God firstly loved us. Mm. So he loves us, therefore we can love. He has forgived us, forgiven us, therefore we can forgive others. So combined together, those two become very, very powerful. But uh, Jackie used the, the phrase... Uh, Seed of bitterness mm. earlier, as you were reading about her, what a powerful expression that is of what happens when we do not uh, exhibit forgiveness one to another. There's that seed of bitterness and the the poison of unforgiveness. It doesn't poison the other person; it poisons me if I'm not forgiving. Uh, I I'm filled with negativity towards that person, mm. uh, anger, aggression, and. Uh, I, I, I don't have a future with such a person. I'll, I'll see them in the supermarket and hide behind the baked beans or something. Mm. You know? um, and 
I, I won't transact with them. I won't partner with them. I won't do business with them. You know, and the, so if if everyone in the world decided to no longer forgive, everything would just grind to a halt. Yes. <laughs> so we we absolutely need to value forgiveness. It is powerfully moving in our world, mm-hmm. but not as powerfully as it should be. Okay. Uh, and you see it in different nations because some nations have received the Christian message, and others and others haven't. You see it also in churches as well, because many churches have uh, uh, many people who are not prepared to forgive one another, and they storm off and they change churches. Yeah, and, they, and we are going to talk about this just about in, a, in, a, in a moment. But yeah. I like to pick up on something what you just said in regard to what, what also Jackie Jackie mm. pointed out. Um, uh, that bitterness, you know, and poison. And uh, I heard about this uh, saying that uh, many times people are taking a, a dose of poison. I mean, they drink the poison hoping that the other person will die, you know, <laughs> the mm. person which they are in conflict with. Mm. But they still take the poison, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's so true because if you keep uh, um, your heart closed and, and uh, an unforgiving attitude, yeah. uh, you just destroy your own life. Yes. You know, you never know what the other person is uh, doing or how they relate to to God, and they may be forgiven for even what they did to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, but you may carry on that um, bitterness. I yes. think that's very important. But hey, you mentioned about church, yeah. David, and I like to say that a church is another family. Mm. And that's why uh, we are not going to church just because we are members of the club, you know. Mm-hmm. That should be a family. That's right. In the, in the whole um, aspect, you know, mm-hmm. an understanding of what a family is. Yeah. And what would you like to say in regard uh, to to church? You just started a bit earlier that, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, these things happen in the church. But how can I live a forgiving life mm-hmm. in the church? Yes. Well, they say that you can choose your friends but not your family. Mm. And if church truly is family, then we don't choose so much as we get on with it. Mm. Uh, it disturbs me. I, I have many friends over the years. I've seen them move from one church to another. Uh, and I, I find it very disturbing. They they become offended. Mm-hmm. And instead of working through the issue, they say, right, that's it. Where's the door? I'm out of here. Mm. Uh, so they're not exhibiting a very Christian or Christ-like attitude. And these words of Jesus are very powerful in, in Mark 11. He said, when you stand praying, so mm-hmm. this is like a, a Christian context, you know, mm-hmm. a worship, a religious kind of <laughs> situation. When you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them mm. so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. So because we are forgiven, we can forgive. And because we are loved, we can love. But if we do not receive this wonderful gift from God, and if I say, oh, well, God has forgiven me, but I'm not going to forgive you Mm. over there, then we're really forfeiting the grace that God wants to extend to us. Right. So our our position uh, is is really in jeopardy. It's a very serious thing. And uh, we need to make sure, we need to examine our hearts that we truly are forgiven and that we are sorry for our sins towards God. And on that basis, we we have no claim against anyone, mm. when you think about it. Because if God has forgiven me of all my sins, how can I then think about what someone else might owe me? Yes. Uh, I, sh- I should be overflowing with the forgiveness of yeah. God yeah. and overflowing with the love of God. So if we could really understand the Lordship of Christ in our churches would be transformed. Mm. But unfortunately, the history of the church is a history of factionalism, of mm-hmm. splits. Uh, you sometimes see even in one street, 
you know, three or four churches. That's true. Uh, it's it's not a good witness, and it's a really testimony to our weakness. Yeah. So Jesus prayed three times that his people would be one, unified. Mm, that's interesting. And that, and that only occurs when we forgive each other. Yeah. And uh, David, uh, you pointed out so well there. Um, I, I just want to ask you this. Uh, um, what's your... Um, understanding about uh, because definitely we learning now and we saying that we should not uh, hold on uh, some some conflicts and you know have that bitterness inside mm-hmm. what about if you are part of a church or um, you know and the the, the family mm-hmm. in which you are is not welcoming mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. if it's pushing you out mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. what sort of attitude should you have you know mm-hmm. Um, because I'm thinking of Jesus himself when yeah. he had to uh, to leave some places because yes. he was not welcomed. And he, he taught his disciples to shake the dust off their feet if mm-hmm. necessary. Mm-hmm. But that is very much the last thing to do, I think. And it really should follow a very close examination of our own hearts because often the fault is with us, not with others. Yeah. If we are absolutely certain that we've done everything within our power, you know, Paul says, uh, as far as it depends on you, you know, live at peace yeah. one with another. So have we done everything within our power? We prayed for the leaders of that church and for yeah. others that we are not happy with or they're not happy with us. Uh, have we done everything within our power? Often it's not the case. Yeah. And two examples, you know, you said about uh, how Jesus, and I, I mentioned that too, you know, or the disciples, you know, they were instructed, you know, to shake their uh, the dust mm-hmm. of their feet, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and interesting that Jesus visited uh, those places again. He went mm. back, you know, mm. the, those places where he was chased, let's mm. say, from. Or the disciples, I believe, mm. even the disciples went through a region or to, a, let's say, to a village or whatever, and they haven't received them. Uh, the call was to, to keep going, you know, not to mm. get stuck there. Mm. But that doesn't mean that they were not encouraged to come back yes. or to find another way or yeah. to watch for an opportunity mm. because that's what it is actually, uh, mm. Christianity. Look at, I mean, God himself, how mm. many times he's mm. changing his, uh, you know, say, oh, I, 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 was, I said or I would say, that's it, I'm, I'm mm. finished with you, you mm. know. But God is coming back, you mm. know. Why? Mm. Because he's interested in our salvation. Yes. He's interested in our change. Yes. And that's probably, that's what I ask you the question. In mm. case of there are some doors closed and, you know, um, yeah, how can you address those things? Because definitely mm. we are not encouraged mm. to carry um, bitterness Correct. or to carry um, uh, in our heart something because of a conflict. I mm. just heard today, actually, um, a wonderful uh, sermon uh, about uh, Paul and uh, Barnabas. Mm-hmm. Who had a sharp dispute. Oh, man. And they were v- very much, how to say, uh, encouraged. They encouraged each other, and particularly mm-hmm. Barnabas encouraged uh, Paul uh, mm-hmm. tremendously. Uh, but they came to that conflict, yeah. you know, and they had to separate. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to go, and uh, we're not going to that uh, topic mm-hmm. today, but mm-hmm. uh, they uh, they were together. Mm. Uh, like for the whole uh, picture, mm. if you like, for mm. the for the advancement of God's kingdom, mm. uh, they were not uh, just pointing fingers to each other. Or uh, when they will cross uh, ways, uh, one look in one direction, down another direction. You know, mm. they even commanded uh, each other. You know, I'm thinking even about uh, Paul and Peter mm. when um, yeah. uh, you know uh, Paul was very 
bold yeah. telling Peter off but Peter also s- later on appreciating Paul's yes, yes. Um, um, that's right there ministry. Is a, there's a place for us to challenge each other especially over wrong doctrine or wrong behavior mm. so you're thinking there of uh, how Paul rebuked Peter to his face it's in the book of Galatians because Peter was misbehaving yes and uh, he had to repent of that so there's certainly a place for Christians to be forthright with each other but always on the basis of love and seeking restoration, mm. seeking forgiveness, mm. seeking restoration. So uh, there's a wonderful uh, statement in First Corinthians that love keeps no record of wrong. And so as far as it depends on us, if possible, it's wonderful not to be mindful of the, the wrongs that people are doing. Now, we can't allow them to continue on doing things which are harmful to others, but uh, as far as it depends on you and me, we can say, well, I'll overlook that. Uh, the person may, for example, be unwell and they've mm. got a toothache or yes. who knows what the issue yes. is. They're stressed at work and we often don't know the full picture. It's so easy to say, how dare you speak to me like that? Mm. Uh, but the, the smart thing is to say to, our, to ourselves, well, I'll just uh, button my button my lip and uh, zip my lip and I'll just see if they'll calm down in, in a few minutes. So that's that's keeping no record of wrong. Yeah, and um, I'm I'm so pleased by principles that have come to us from a group called the Peacemakers Organization, and they love to encourage people towards a fourfold promise of forgiveness. So these are the four promises that the Peacemakers group uh, advocates. Mm-hmm. I will not dwell on the incident. I will not bring this incident up and use it against you. I will not talk to others about the matter. I will not allow this incident to stand between us. So wonderful principles there. Don't dwell on it. Don't bring it up against the other person. Don't talk to others about it. And don't let it stand between us. So wonderful phrase. Uh, I've often over the years sort of said to myself uh, in dealing with other people, let's not fall out over this. Let's not fall out over this. Uh, sometimes the matters are so petty and yet we get so hot under the collar about such minor things, uh, the arguments in family, the arguments in church, the arguments in the community, they're often very petty. And in a 100 years' time, who's going to care? <laughs> right. Yeah. So let's put it all in perspective. Absolutely. And uh, that's important, uh, David. Now, my dear friend, uh, our time is going uh, very fast today, but uh, I just want to mention this book, which we are going to give it to you uh, as a free offer uh, today, Finding Calm in a Chaos of uh, Life. And if you like to have this book in your hands, you need to send us a text message on 0488880811 with the code SA42, SA42. Three, actually, I'm sorry, I think I gave you the wrong um, code. If you uh, send it before, it's SA43 for this book. Uh, but in case if you send a message for um, SA42, that's a, a good book too. <laughs> we just gave it to you last week. All right, uh, David, in the next uh, just few minutes we have uh, left here, mm-hmm. uh, today uh, maybe five minutes, I wonder how can we apply the same uh, uh, thing, I mean, uh, how can I live a forgiving life, uh, talking about uh, our nation, mm-hmm. say that, that, you know, where we live, mm-hmm. because it's very easy to look into the... Um, 
um, backyard of uh, mm-hmm. your neighbor, you know. Yeah, yeah. But we have to look in, in yes. our surroundings. You know, yes. what would you like to say yeah. in regard forgiveness about our nation? Well, there are some cultures of the world, unfortunately, that just seem to be characterized by violence, uh, domestic violence, external violence, uh, and aggression. And uh, the kids are just trained from infancy to to bash other kids and uh, to stand up for what they think is their claim. Now, there is a there is a there is a place for defending claims. Uh, I get that, but there's also a place for us to, if it's up to us, not make an issue of things because we can just go through life doing that. Mm. And uh, increasingly in Australia, we are losing the grace of God. The, the grace of God has powerfully shaped our history, imperfectly, of course. Uh, that's our fault, not God's. But the the truth is that our culture has really learned some wonderful gospel truths. Mm. So in Australia, for example, we queue up. We don't just barge, mm. barge against others and push and elbow others to get to the counter. We, we queue up. I was in the shop recently and uh, two of us were there. Uh, at the at the um, the deli section of the supermarket, and uh, I indicated for this lady to go first. She said, "Oh no, no, you were here first. You go ahead." I said, "That's very gracious of you." Mm. And uh, this word "grace" is so important. It, yes, it means it means overlooking what you might call our, our right. Uh, and when it's up to us, in matters of injustice, it's, it's a different matter. But when it's up to us. And when it's not a, not a really big issue, it's a petty issue. It's a minor issue. We can. We can let that go through to the keeper, as uh, as I like to say, employing a cricketing uh, metaphor. Right. Let that go through. You know, you don't have to hit every ball that comes at you. You can just let some of them go. And um, the whole culture has really prospered because of the grace of God. And, uh, <clears throat> well, e- even the credit card that we might use is a is a statement of faith, really, uh, credo, I, I believe. You know, I believe that you will pay, mm. not today, cash, but in 55 days' time uh, when your credit card is due. So this whole notion of trust, uh, it, it relates to the grace of God as well. So forgiveness, trust, love, long-suffering, patience, encouraging others, it's all all rolled together. And when we depart from the grace of God, that's when our societies can really start to degenerate. And, um, well, here in Adelaide, we've seen uh, ethnic tensions uh, yes. in, in recent times. Yes. And um, it's a pity because, and I'm speaking of uh, some African violence, but just noticed this wonderful African proverb the other day, he that forgives gains the victory. Yeah. What a wonderful saying that yeah. is from Africa. He that forgives gains the victory. So it's not he who's got this, the sharpest knife or the biggest war club but it's he who can forgive. It's such a powerful force. And we need to restore the grace of God and the forgiveness of God in our community. Mm. It starts with the individual. It then flows into marriage and into the raising of children. It spills out into church and finally into the whole of the community. What a powerful force it is that we're discussing today, Nick. And wonderful, uh, David. And if I I can draw your attention, my dear friend, uh, listening uh, today, uh, maybe to a passage in the Bible. It's in the sec- Second Corinthians uh, uh, chapter one and verses uh, three to eight. Just look at that again at home because uh, it's very powerful to see. I mean, just read the. Um, uh, one or two verses here, it says that, uh, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, 
who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. And the um, next verses goes very nicely, but it's not time now. Uh, but please just uh, look into this passage and uh, enjoy and uh, benefit of the wonderful teachings of uh, Jesus Christ. David, thank you so much for uh, sharing with us today on uh, this aspect of um, forgiveness and how can uh, we live a forgiving life. Uh, very important today. And I hope that um, even those people in Ukraine can apply some of these things because it's it's horrific what's still going on there but may god bless them and give them peace and give them strength um, david let me ask you again uh, if you like to just close with a word of prayer for our listener and ourselves yes uh, well i have a little hymn in front of me which i read as a prayer mm. as now the sun's declining rays at even tide descend so life's brief day is sinking down to its appointed end. Lord, on the cross thine arms were stretched to draw thy people nigh. O oh, grant us then that cross to love and in those arms to die. All glory to the Father be, all glory to the Son, all glory, Holy Ghost, to thee, while endless ages run. Amen. Oh, beautiful. Uh, thank you so much, David. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, uh, my dear friend. Uh, we invite you to come back again uh, when we are going to discuss difficult uh, questions about imperfect churches. And we alluded to that today a little bit. But until then, may God richly bless you and have a safe uh, walk with Jesus and be comforted by our Lord um, Jesus Christ. I'm leaving you with a, a beautiful song here uh, by uh, Alison Krauss. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Once I stood in the night with my head bowed low in the darkness as black as the sea and my heart was afraid and I cried oh Lord don't hide your face
Then be